The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Walt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. I apologize for the ads. I didn't realize I enabled them, and of course, when I went to you know, look, you know, listen to my podcasts from the other day, I got the ad for Amazon, and I said, "Oh shit!" I was, you know, so then I go to check my uh, monetization. I guess is what they call it, and. I think I've made a whole 58 cents off these ads. So. What I may do is give us a run for the month of August to see how much money I accrue. And if it's not, if it, if it ain't dick, then uh, I'm just going to shut down the whole ad monetization thing in general because it's. I don't want a whole bunch of ads running through my podcasts. I think I have it before. I think well, like the settings it has it before, it has two ads. I think one before, and one after. You know, all I can say is just skip through the ads for right now, and we'll figure it out. So sorry, guys. But uh, it's a lovely Monday morning and sunny out. Of course, because it's August. Or it depends where you're at in Pittsburgh. It could be raining, or uh, you're maybe in your commute, or taking a bus. Because if you take the T that I took to town, I guess they're having some uh, train derailment issues. I mean, good lord! I mean, Kennywood, Kennywood's been having issues with their rides being derailed, and some people said ever since they had a new company come in take over the, this this amusement park, it's been hell. You know, Thomas the train, obviously. Uh, went off its rails and now the T's going off its rails I guess you know I guess when you ignore your infrastructure and, and focus on bike lanes you know that's those things are going to happen yeah I know I said it bike lanes because you, you know if you go these, if you um, you know if the story gets printed about the about the T being all screwed up I'm sure there's somebody with at least one one, one bike lane comment. Although it's managed by, although the T is really managed by Port Authority, but hey, bike lanes. But anyways, Pitt obviously has been busy. They uh, picked up two more commitments. I talked. I talked about the uh, the one last podcast where I said he wasn't. Revealing his name, for, you know, for a bit. Now he has, and so the other guy. It turns out both these guys were camp offers. The first guy is a wide receiver, Jared Wayne. He's from uh, originally from Canada. He's playing, going to be playing Florida this year. He's a two-star, and he's really unheard of. And supposedly, he did really well in drills, especially one-on-one. He has good ball hawking skills. Although he was wearing pads when they were doing all this stuff, but 
it's good to see Pat Narduzzi taking the Kevin Stallings route and recruiting uh, people from Canada. Although I think we've had guys from Canada before. But um, he's going to go to Florida and play, and which uh, could be bad and bad for Pitt because if he, uh, well, for one thing, if he sucks, we waste a scholarship, so that's bad. If he does really well in Florida, and say one of those bigger schools in Florida notice him, or you know, any southern school notices him, well, we're double screwed. But, you know, if anything, we free up a scholarship and we got plenty of other scholarships to, you know, to give. So, obviously, some people were alarmed by this. And I don't blame them. Because we've, uh, you know, these last three commitments have been diamonds in the rough. And, you, and you, we got scholarships, you know, you know, in hand for later, later in the season. It's, you know, we're obviously, you, we, it's obviously the feeling is, is we're wasting them right now. We're just handing them out just to hand them out. So the other guy I committed was Mick Malone, and he's a uh, six foot six, two eighty offensive lineman from Morgantown, West Virginia. He had offers from, I guess, a bunch of FCS schools, and Dave Borbley supposedly likes this kid, liked him in drills, and loves this. Supposedly, he got him basically because of his footwork. The, the kid plays basketball too. At least that's what Harry Becerra said on his, you know, on his Twitter feed. Is why that's why that they uh, offered this guy. They like this footwork, and obviously. Pit fans are very alarmed now about the, about this because we, we pretty much used our last three um, scholarships on pro, diamonds in a rough, and now the, now people are analyzing the recruiting class, saying a lot of these guys aren't aren't really ranked. So we went from it's it's amazing this summer when we went from in June having no commitments. Like grabbing a bunch of them and being all excited, but now uh, we let, we landed some projects, and um, now all of a sudden the class sucks, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna re-enter the dark years like like in majors too. I'm not really worried about the recruiting the guys are picking up because the team ends up sucking. It's gonna be some people's asses and. You know, if we have to recycle, rinse, repeat, whatever, coaching staffs again, then that's what will happen. But let's, you know, let's not think, let's not um, get too heavy ourselves on this. We got a season coming up, and from all of reports, the defense is going to be really, really good this year, and these guys look really good in practice. We just have to shore up the offense a little bit and see how that goes. Because obviously, we're, you know, we're, Backfield, we're going to be good. We're going to be strong. Concerns are the offensive line. And, of course, our receiving core. we got to have guys that got to step up. And if there's one thing we have, we have, we've missed since Tyler Boyd leaving is that we miss having a guy that um, they can get the ball to. 
I mean, we had Jester Wea last year, and part part with him was he had, he didn't have a really good quarterback situation most of the year, and not not to mention a lot of his stuff was self inflicted as well because when they got on the ball, he'd drop it. But he came on strong at the end of the year, as we saw, like, especially the Miami game, the Virginia Tech game. And I'm sure Texans are going to find, you know, not sure how Tyler will do in Houston, but he may pan out there as well. It just depends what situations they put him in. You know, for me, you know, as far as these, these kids go, they, they just landed... Obviously, for me, there's the one concern I had with the last recruit was that the kid lives in freaking Morgantown, and he couldn't get a, he, he couldn't garnish an offer from the local team in Morgantown. I mean, the guy couldn't even he couldn't even garnish an offer from Marshall. You got two D one programs in West Virginia, and neither one want to offer him. So that's what kind of had me concerned there. But I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, we just we we used two of our um, scholarships for offensive linemen on projects, and what you don't want is for these guys not you know not, not to flame out, and your offensive line is shit. But as far as Jerry Wayne goes, playing Florida will be a good experience for him, and hopefully he's. You know, if he does really well, he's, you know, schools ignore him and he come, ends up a pit. But, you know, if you watch him play, he would obviously be good in certain, especially in goal line situations when, you know, you're throwing the ball up in the air. Because, you know, that's how Larry used to do it. I mean, on goal line situations, we would just throw the ball up to Larry and he would just pull it down. So, we'll see what happens, guys. We just got to be a little patient, that's all camp is starting and we're a few weeks away from uh, you know from kickoff so let's go see how this season goes before we start uh, trying to fire people alright so we'll stick with Pitt here in this topic Obviously, there's been, you know, over, over, I think, over the weekend, especially Friday, there was some stuff going on with Donald Trump and LeBron James. And obviously, you know, LeBron was on CNN, and I guess they were interviewing him and about, about the school he opened up. And, and, you know, LeBron had some comments about Trump, and I guess he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to be in the same room as him ever. I believe is what he mentioned. I guess someone aligns with that and how he's you know, trying to divide people with, in sports. And of course, um, our pre- you know the president of the United States obviously went to Twitter and tweeted his thoughts and basically insulted the intelligence of uh, LeBron and Don Lemon. What's crazy is uh, what's overlooked is he he really insulted Don Lemon more than he did LeBron. And people just ignored it. They uh, focused on LeBron. 
Which, you know, either way, you know, Trump was more of LeBron, you know, was more of his target. So, obviously, people went nuts. And, you know, certain people just, you know, they, they love this stuff because it keeps their website... For some people, it keeps their websites going. It's more to talk about. It's more outrage. But, of course, uh, Harrison Barnes made a tweet about the whole thing. and uh, Our own uh, Pitt basketball coach, Jeff Capel, I guess, you know, retweeted it. And added a little comment. And it really wasn't much of a comment. Was, I, think, I believe it was more of an emoji, just agreeing with... Uh, Harrison Barnes and of course some people went nuts about it and what's crazy is, is I you know I was looking at the tweets last night I didn't realize how out of hand this whole thing got I mean it went all the way to Ian Troost as you know he was the walk-on player who kneeled I guess for pit games it went it, it it went into his timeline. People were attacking him. And good lord, I mean, I didn't realize how like how badly circulated this got. Here's the thing about it. I mean, for me, for Capel, I think what he did was pretty mild. I mean, he it wasn't like he went on some sort of sort of rant. He was just agreeing with uh, with Barnes, you know, what he was saying about LeBron, what he's doing, and and um, you know, Capel was showing his solidarity. That's all, and it wasn't like he. You know, people are saying, you know, stick stick to running your program, and the thing about that is, he he was on Twitter. So a few, uh, you know, a few minutes on Twitter isn't going to take him away from running his program. Not to mention he's trying to market to these young kids as well. So when they see Cable, when the recruits see Cable doing this stuff, they say, "Hey, man, he's yeah, I'm, he he's down. I'm gonna get yeah, I'm definitely gonna get with him." Now, people say, what if he was supporting, what if he tweeted Donald Trump? Would you think less of him? Well, it's a complex answer because given how much, I guess, uh, negativity Trump has generated, it probably wouldn't be in his best interest to show, show any support for him whatsoever because, well, if he would do that, then he's obviously going to have a hard time recruiting players. Because I'm sure they're not crazy about, you know, the president himself. And we're at a point now, if your worldview doesn't match others, you know, there's obviously, not, you're, obviously you're not going to really be, be in the same room with each other. You know, let alone, you you do business with people or whatnot. So, you know, for me, I wasn't, you know, hey, I just, I just retweeted back, much love, coach, you know, I, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm with them on it, but I mean, you know, that's, as far as, you know, explain, I'm, you know, 
there's a lot I can, can explain about it, but I'm not going to get too deeply into it because it's, you know, I try to keep this, you know, this podcast more pit-centric, more sports-centric as possible. You know, if you want other, if you want those, if you want those type of takes, there's plenty of places you can get them. I'm just saying a more of a bit of pits in the pit sense. You know, whether if you agree with you know with it or not, it's really the whole thing is not that not not that much to get uh, excited over. All right, so moving on. I guess last last time I was on last time I was on here, I talked about Urban Meyer and. And I guess now Ohio State's, I guess they're appointing all these administrators to uh, do, I guess, trustees, obviously, to investigate the, the whole matter. And, you know, for me, I think the more I, the, mo- the more this keep the more this goes on, I think Myers is going to keep his job. But the thing is, is I, the thing is, is if Ohio State fires him, they have to fire him with cause. Because they, because they, they need a cause to fire him. Because then they'll have to pay him, but if they can't find a cause, they're got to buy him out, which is like in this buy, it's like forty million, I think. They're going to owe him, so they're going to eat a, eat a lot of money out of this. So I think they're trying to do their due diligence on this to see what you know, trying to get the who, what, when, where, and why's of it. Because here's the thing, if they fire Meyer with cause, he's obviously gonna lower up and sue. And he's gonna try to get his money somehow, some way. And plus his reputation as well. So I'll be very surprised. I'll be surprised if he's gone, to be honest with you. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna keep him. I think I said we did our investigation and you know Meyer followed you know proper protocols and whatnot and we didn't find anything wrong with what he did and we're gonna we're gonna keep him on board. That's pretty that's really what's really what's what's gonna happen. I mean, I don't think um, if they keep him, I don't think this whole thing is going to be over. I think there'll be more. I think there'll be more brewing out of it, but we'll see. Although it's a, you know it's a big it's a you know it's a black cloud obviously hanging over Ohio State, you know for that matter. But anyways, I guess going through some random potpourri topics, obviously Aaron Donald is not getting paid by the Rams, which is a bunch of crap. The guy, for what he's done for the Rams, that's a guy that they should have been negotiating with in the first place and didn't. And my, my, my guesses are banking on him getting hurt or something like that, so they, so they sink him, get him cheap. Pay him his money, Rams. 
He earned it. Or trade him. Do something with him. And of course, um, other things I saw. Um, I've been looking. I've been looking through. You know, Tom Savage obviously is with the uh, New Orleans Saints, and I don't think Savage would last a whole lot. Well, it's, well you know, the games haven't started, but supposedly Savage is one of the leaders for the backup quarterback position to Drew Brees. Now, Savage signed for like a million bucks. I mean, they got him really on the cheap. You know, if he would have played somewhat decent last year for the Texans, he probably would have demanded more money, but it didn't work out that way. That's a shame, but it happens. But, uh, yeah, who knows? If he hopefully works out for him. Otherwise, he can go back to doing woodworking. You know, doing carpentry. Fun, huh? But anyways, guys... I got my tw- I got my 20, 20 plus minutes in, and I got not much to talk about. So we'll see how camp goes, and of course, see how this whole Urban Meyer stuff plays out as well. So kickoff's not too far away. Hell to pit. Enjoy your week, you guys.